Crocodile man, a witch woman, a guy yeah. that can send himself on fire. Right. Are you blind? <laughs> and she's like, I have nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, people are in line for a popcorn. Hey, third person in line. What kind of popcorn do you want? Yeah. I'm okay. gonna quit! I'm All right, put it. down my resignation! Bro, and you're a better toilet <laughs> fixer than we ever know. <laughs> Welcome to the JRR Talk Show. I'm one of your hosts, Robert Bray, joined as always by John Lee. Hey, how you doing? And Ron Spears Floyd. Hey. Uh, each week we get together, we talk about movies, talk about all the things we like about it. This week is our kind of end of the year 2017 Top Movies of the Year Woo-hoo. podcast. Nice. Yeah. Um, as always, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash JR Talk Show, as well as on soundcloud.com slash JR Talk Show. Um, and then if you go to iTunes or TuneIn, search JR Talk Show, you will find us there. Um, so as I said, this is going to be kind of our end of the year. We're not doing necessarily like a top, uh, like, you know, ranked list, but we're going to kind of um, compare the list that we have each uh, made ourselves and then kind of compare and talk about the movies of the year that we enjoyed. Um, so I would say we're going to start with the movie that all of us had on our list, which was Logan. Yeah. Fun stuff. I mean, I think it started our year. Yes. Right? Totally. Like More or less, yeah. the three of us saw it at Comic-Con. Yeah. It was like, it, like, it, like really what really helped me put this on the list was the experience. Because mm-hmm, yeah. we watched it together. We were at Emerald City Comic Con. We watched the opening night. Super nice seats. Like Super nice seats. Yeah, really nice theater. Like, it wasn't like a super packed theater. Like, there was a lot of space. Like, it was just a cool yeah, location. Good, good crowd. Like, pretty quiet. Like, and everyone just, like, enjoyed all the good parts. You know, like, they, there was a good audience to react to the film yeah. with. And, God, it's such, like, such an out of nowhere. Like, it wasn't completely out of nowhere, but, man. I s- yeah. I still <laughs> hold this as, like, the unique comic book movie of the year totally totally like i think this is the one that was like oh yeah you can tell like solid storytelling that doesn't fall directly on like all the comic book tropes right yeah because we had a lot of by the numbers comic book movies this year with justice league with wonder woman with you know whereas you know we still got good stories out of at least like wonder woman but you know spider-man was kind of meh thor was kind of a by the numbers one. they did some fun stuff with it but like this was definitely very different and if you were to call it a comic book movie to someone who didn't know it was, they might not be able to notice that. Right. And I love how, like, I love the whole opening of that film where it just, like, it doesn't outright tell you that, like, this is the original X-Men film universe. This is, like, no, there's, here you have Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, the Logan. Like, he can, yeah, he has big metal claws. But then you have characters like uh, Charles Xavier who has, like, dementia right. or Alzheimer's. And it's like, but he's supposed to be a psychic. And it's like, oh, okay, wait, is this, is that... Is that real? Is he actually supposed to be a psychic? And then you have Caliban, uh, this albino guy. Like, these guys are mutants. It's like, no, they just seem like people who are just, like, different. Like, and so, yeah. like, so like, it just immediately, like, just, like, completely, uh, just completely, like, t- takes the veil off of what you initially knew about how this movie should work. And it just becomes completely different. And I love that. It just kind of, yeah. like, yeah. Kind of, I like that it, like, took its time with mm-hmm. stuff, too. Like, Mm-hmm. It wasn't rushing to get anywhere like so many comic book movies are, and it wasn't like a end of the world scenario either. It was a very small personal story. Exactly. I think that's something that we're missing a lot in our comic book movies these days. And I thought, like, for me, it just felt like they sat around them and they were writing this. So, like, how do we do a modern Western that also happens to have comic book characters? 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like that's what the conversation was. And I was really curious, like I'd love to see what other comic book movies is able to take away from that of like, how do we tell this type of story, but in a comic book universe right. instead of always being the comic book movie. And I thought that's just like, it was beautifully shot and the pacing was excellent and the acting was great. Like, man, like Patrick Stewart and uh, Hugh, Jackman. Hugh Jackman just, yeah. man, like there it was, hurts. Mo- it hurt. Yeah, Their on screen really chemistry was so good. It was so good. And it's just, there was moments where you're just like, oh my gosh. And, like, the, and the little girl, like, man, that yeah, was like, Keen was great. Yeah, she yeah. was like, oh my God. <laughs> like, I didn't think, I didn't think she was going to work out. I thought, like, oh, they're just going to make her snarl. They're just going to make her like a cute little Wolverine girl. It's like, no, she's, she like, she even brings up the little bit of emotion and tears with you. Yeah, yeah. she had just as much impact on the film as the other for sure. Two, for sure. The, the chemistry between those three is pretty phenomenal in that film. Yeah. I really liked it a lot. Mm hmm. Action was great too. I didn't yeah. realize it was the director also did 310 to Yuma. Mm-hmm. That makes total sense now that right? I think about it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, like, oh. oh. <laughs> Kate and Leopold, I believe. <laughs> he so, did another great Hugh Jackman movie. Y'all should watch. <laughs> he did The Wolverine. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, the next kind of one on our list that uh, was on mine and John's list was War for the Planet of the Apes. And I got to say, I. When I made this list, I, I, a, lot, a lot of the movies on my list are pretty, like, fun action adventure movies. But this is legitimately the only movie of the year that I could say would be the best film of the year, in wow. my opinion. Because, man, it's, it's just a movie that just really makes you so absorbed into everything that's happening. Because it's long, epic. That's yeah. like There's traveling. There's just, like, all these things that, like... You don't even need to know really about the franchise, because it just gives you no, like yeah, yeah. yeah, it just it's just like this own little like quiet, animated like story, of just like a guy like the, uh, an ape king that's just trying to protect his people, in like this winter wilderness, and just like, and it's it surprised me that it turns into a, a prison escape film. Yeah. Like it like through. changes like yeah it changes a lot like it kind of flips itself on its head a bunch of times that make it really interesting hmm. yeah and God, just like and like Andy Circus just like oh, yeah. ah, he needs to be like recognized for what he's doing like because man like there's like the the CG in this film like was so goddamn oh, yeah. realistic like there's so many times where I just forget that these are not men in suits or actual like. Apes yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Like, cause, like, I just like get so absorbed. Because even when like you actually have human characters interact with them, I saw like, this is legit. Like, I, 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 I just feel I'm just so into this film right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, I, I feel like this one finally really gave the balance of like, in so many of the other movies, it's like, the like human story and the ape story. Like, where the ape story is secondary mm-hmm. to like the human story. Mm-hmm. This one really put the ape story is the forefront, which I thought was really cool because like you really just don't like see that in a movie like this. Cause you, it's like, we're supposed to relate with the human characters yeah. because we're humans, you know, well, like we're not, after the last one. Yeah, exactly. Like, and so like this one was very much like, and I think that's what made it better. Was it like took its audience like a little bit more seriously, like understanding that they could feel and relate to a non-human character Mm -hmm. and it really did like it let it do that and it made it better and like really like 
made him a character, not just like a person in a suit or a person, you know, like that you would think, yeah. you know, like yeah. it became a character. And that's what I think also led to the like realism, like John was talking about, like the visuals, because like you just accept that this person is a character. You're not, oh, it's the, you know, the token CG person in a movie kind of thing, you right. know, like yeah. the one that sticks out, like they were just as important and had just as much focus on them as the rest of the characters did. Did you see uh, Planet of Ron? I've seen the first, the first two. two. The th- oh, third one, the third I missed one? it just as wow. I was in theaters, and I really wanted to see it. It's so good. Because I really like the first two, and, I know, and I've heard only good reviews, so I'm really stoked to hear that's both on your guys' top five of this yeah. this year. I'm going to... And it's it's and what's also great about it is that if you have a decent knowledge of the original series, it puts in so many Easter eggs, so many references nice. to the possibility that the original series could still happen. Awesome. Because like it's one of those things where like the whole time like there's like peppered little like hints and names are just being thrown around and I was constantly going, Wow, oh, that's that. Mm-hmm. That could be this. Oh my God, this person could be that. And I remember in the audience there were a few older people like just kind of doing the same thing. I was like, these guys get it, <laughs> bro. Uh, I was with you, Robin. Like you were just like you were enjoying it for one. Yeah, I was. I was able to enjoy it, but I definitely was like, did this mean something? And John was like, oh yeah, no, like this is this. And I was like, oh okay, cool, yeah. cool, cool. Because I've never watched. I think I've watched one of the like the first one because mm-hmm. there's like several of them, right? Yeah, there's there's like seven. seven. Yeah. I think, I think I've watched seven. the like parts of the first one. Yeah. Never like watched all the way through. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I was like, okay, that probably means something, but it wasn't like a, oh, I don't understand what's going on. It was all like, yeah, completely, completely, yeah, completely unnecessary information that you didn't need to know, but Mm. just like, but if you were a pop as a diehard fan, that's good to know. But yeah, that one's definitely like, if you can, any of these movies, if you can rent them on, you know, streaming services or buy them on Blu-ray or physical, like if you like that, all of them are all recommends from all of us. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, the next one that was on both mine and Rowan's list was Thor. Yeah, Thor. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thor yeah. was way better than it had any mean like any means to be. Yeah, it's funny because like when I wa- I Thor has this weird. It's kind of like a. It grows on me. Yeah. I walked away <laughs> from it and I knew that I liked it, but I wasn't impressed by it. Mm. Like I think I was just like so fatigued by Marvel at that point when mm. I saw it. That I was just like meh. It was fun, but the more I walk away from it, the more I can like think back and be like, "Oh yeah, like those things that they did were just cool." Yeah, like <clears throat> you know, I'm not gonna give it like rewards for being like the best movie of the year or anything, but as a like popcorn, yeah, like hero film, it's great. Yeah, and it's, it was it's it, a good palate cleanser for the the franchise. For yeah, the series. exactly. It was the best quote unquote superhero movie of the year. <laughs> Like right. Logan yeah. being kind of like the yeah. subversion of that kind of like idea and architect like archetype. Like Thor was great in all of the ways that are awesome. And I think what was cool is it kind of made this weird like wrap up story for kind of the Thor and Loki story we've been getting in the back mm-hmm. of a lot of Marvel movies. Yeah. That I think was like really genuine and really like pulled on the stuff that I always thought was interesting from the first Thor movie, which was them being brothers. Like mm-hmm. all their lives, and they had a great chemistry together, and they had a great like thing going. And then, you know, at the end of the first Thor movie, they kind of separate and become you know enemies, but never right. really were. They always were still, even in their movies, friendly to each other. They just were going on different paths, and it was cool to see them converge in this movie and have some really cool 
like brother moments. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. I think that relationship was really strong, and I thought that the humor was really great. Humor is awesome. I thought that, um, you know, like understanding that Thor can be fun. Totally. Yeah, they. I think finally, like, really, just went full into like Thor is going to be fun because I think they tried to go too serious with Dark World, <laughs> and that was so bad. It was so really bad. bad. It was so <laughs> bad. bad. Like even just like the opening of the movie starts with like having Sam Neill having uh, whatever. Who is the Thor actor? What's his name? The Thor actor was a. Uh... Liam Hemsworth? Liam Hemsworth. Having yeah. his brother play him and then having <laughs> Matt Damon like play, play, Luke. <laughs> play him. Like, like, just out of nowhere. Like, that, like Matt that, Damon just everywhere. <laughs> yeah, just such a great like yeah, intro. And then just like and then <laughs> Anthony Hopkins trying to be Loki, but being disguised as Thor going, Oh shit. <laughs> like, like, that stuff was so good. Like just all these really fun moments that like were real fun, like <laughs> wrap up to this kind of almost like, you know, story we have with them that is obviously gonna continue on but like that story and it's funny because i think that the the writing and the the characters and just the how how fun the movie is really makes up for some of its like glaringly terrible flaws like some of the bad visual effects oh totally yeah real bad like the silent film level quality (laughs) screen just real bad (laughs) you know but like and you know, I just think that the more I walk away from it, the more that I think that film just did a really good job of being fun and letting that cast of characters do their thing, yeah. right? And I think that's my... And then shout out to Korg. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, can, I can never pronounce the like, director's name. Yeah. Uh, that, that guy, he really, like, solidified... I think, what like, the... He solidified the, like, fun aspect of the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Like, you had Thor and Loki making jokes, but him, like, just being, like, so obvious with jokes and really making just, like, funny, like, situation, like, this is kind of a crazy world we live in kind of stuff. Like, <laughs> it made it just so light. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite comment about the movie was on Reddit, and some guy was saying, man... The screen time to meme ratio for Korg is nuts. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> everything he says. <laughs> and yeah, it just is one of those like the trailers made it look cool, and it just was cool. Like it was just fun. I was yeah, I was happy time. that they finally like really let that series kind of be what it needed to be. Yeah, and not take it so like trying to be like the serious Marvel movie was like. Yeah. <laughs> um. So who wants to go next? John, what's on your list? Uh, well, I got split on my list. Ah, Technically, yeah. it was like released late 2016, but it wasn't released like national theatrically till early 2017. Yeah. Uh, this is completely biased, like why I love it, but because like you watch that film, it's a straight up thriller. You got this some crazy guy kidnapping young girls. Young girls are trying to escape. This guy has multiple personalities. Uh, ends up one girl just trying to survive, and then it just gives you the craziest Shyamalan twist I've ever experienced. And this, like, and this, the ending, the ending is what makes this film for me because it changes every viewing of the film for me. Uh, I'm going to spoil it right now. Hashtag spoilers. Uh, the film is a sequel to Unbreakable. Uh, an or at early least, like, shot. takes place in the same universe. No, it is a sequel. It is a direct sequel. Well, I mean, like. It's a direct sequel because <laughs> it ends it ends with uh, Bruce Willis's character 
like uh, 15 years later, I think that's how long it's been since Unto- uh, Unbreakable, uh, reacting to the news of this character and pointing out how Mr. Glass, Samuel Jackson's character, is being referenced around too in the news. And, you know, I watched that film like, this is a decent thriller. And then the movie just kept on going after the what you think the ending is. And I remember they started playing this theme song that I knew. And I remember I started looking around the theater. Freaking around, I freaked freaking out. out because I know exactly what this song is because it's the theme song to one of my favorite films of all time, Unbreakable. And there it was, Bruce Willis. Yeah. <laughs> just like, sitting in a diner. Just sitting in a diner referencing his own I remember John freaking film. out. Whoa, whoa, no way, no way. <laughs> like as it's like panning across all of these characters and you don't see it. He's the you know last person at the counter kind of thing. John, like, no. No, no, no. Like, and I was like, I don't know what's going on. And I'm, like, I'm getting chills right now thinking about it yeah. because then you, re- then I realized like this isn't a th- regular thrill. This is a super villain origin story. Yeah. To Bruce Willis's hero, and I like the second time I watch it, like yeah, I'm seeing all the references to Unbreakable, the original film. I'm seeing all the references to the lore that is set down on Bruce Willis's character told to him in that film that relate to this character. And I just completely freak out every single time I watch the film because I just find something new awesome. that like relates to one of my favorite films. And man, it's like I I I will sit down and watch that movie no matter what. If it's if someone's like playing it, I will sit down and watch it. Because I've seen that film maybe ten times this year. Wow. I saw it the one time that we went and saw the theaters <laughs> and I liked it. Yeah. And it was definitely like a like super solid thriller. And it was one of those like you watch it and you're like, man, this might get really weird with, you know, James McAvoy playing all these different personalities and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You're like, oh, maybe this is going to get weird. It's super solid throughout. And then at the end, you're like, oh, shit. And, like, you really have to, like, it just, like, breaks your brain uh-huh. because then you have to, like, reevaluate everything that's happened in the movie because it's through this totally different lens. Like, you've been watching it through this, like, one way, and then all of a sudden it becomes completely different. And you're like, oh, wait, oh, what? What? Like everything you know is wrong. <laughs> You're like, oh. Yeah, by no means the greatest film of the year. But, but like, yeah, like for you, especially with that being like, and they're making another one. They're yeah, making and they're, like they're, a, they're making the third one, the Glass, and that's just Rat Production, and I'm just so excited. I'm, I'm so excited. I'm so curious to see what Shalon does with that superhero universe. Yeah, which is crazy because he's getting a bigger budget from Disney directly. Right, and so like, which is always worrisome. I really hope that you know, yeah, especially like this, this could turn into another history. Last Airbender or something. I just, I want him to stick with what he's done, which is like this really weird, kind of like gritty, down to earth, not oh, over yeah. the top hero story. Well, and that's like the weird meta nature of the whole thing with who he is and like his career. Like right. that's how he like kind of started. Like, or at least that's what put him on the map, really, for sure. And then he got super big and made all these, like, really terrible movies. And then, like, then you have this one where it's like, oh, people are like, oh, it's just, like, another Shyamalan movie, probably going to be a twist at the end. You watch it, like, oh, there's, like, like you, the perceived twist in the movie is he basically has, like, some kind of superpower from this, like, beast personality that's inside of him. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, shit. And he starts, like, crawling on the ceiling. You're like, oh, Fuck. Like, and he's like yeah. really like scary. Completely scene. disarms she, like, you. Yeah, she shoots him with a shotgun. He just doesn't even like flinch to it. And you're like, oh no. And then like, oh, that's a twist. Like he's actually like a monster. And then at the end, it's like, oh no, that wasn't even a twist. Oh my god. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, yeah, just love it. <coughs> um, yeah, but that one was that was that was a fun movie. I yeah, enjoyed that one. I love it. You got one, Ron? Um, yeah, I'll I'll get it out of the way. Star Wars: Last Jedi. Um, <laughs> sure, sure. What more is there to say? About <laughs> I mean, we, we had a we had a long conversation about this already, but you know, for me, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. 
Always have been. I really enjoyed this one. Really had a good time watching experience and was, you know, appreciative of some of the ways that they went with the Star Wars universe. Um, but again, we spent a lot of time on another episode. Yeah, and I would definitely one. say, you know, from when I watched it to when we recorded last time to even now, my opinions have still softened. It's one of those things where, like, it was like a hard, like, seven, almost a six for me. It's like, it's still like a, it's a soft seven now. Like, it's in the middle. Like, it's fine. I can, you know, let some of the things go, whatever. I don't, it's space, you know, whatever. You know, like, there's still some directorial issues that I have with it mm. that I think there could have been better ways to do it. But, like, as a whole, I'm like, it's fine. I, I'd like to say I softened. I just feel like, I, like, the, like the, the, the temperature's been set on one on the stove and it's just been, like, slowly, like, kind of burning at the bottom of my mind all, like, since then. And I just want to rank it lower, but I know I shouldn't. I know it shouldn't be any lower than a six. I want to so bad. I just feel like the next time I watch it, I'll just be angry and so agitated. That's by that really film. unfortunate. And it's, yeah, and, and it's like I don't want to. I sh- I shouldn't want to hate this film, but here we are. <laughs> you know, when, you know, for me, it's it is a fun fantasy space opera, and and that's fine. That's completely fine. I will not argue. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, let's go through some honorable mentions and I'll start. So these aren't ones that we would say kind of put on our list, but are ones that were fun and enjoyed. The first one I'm going to talk about is one I saw most recently, which is Jumanji. <laughs> Welcome yeah. to the jungle. It's a fun movie. Completely on the It work. was so, like, it was one of those things where, like, when we first saw press about it, where you see, like, The Rock and all, like, the characters, and you see, um, Karen Gillian. Karen Gillian's, like, outfit, and you're like, oh, man, come on, guys. Like, you shouldn't be doing that. And then, like, you see the first trailer and you're like, huh, all right. Like, it's okay. And then you see it like, this looks kind of fun. <laughs> like, it sounds stupid, <laughs> but man, this looks fun. And like, me and John went and saw it last night and it was just fun. It did, it did exactly what Thor Ragnarok did, where yeah. it, it delivered exactly what the trailer deli- uh, showed you. Yeah, what it made you feel like. And like, every joke in that trailer, I still laughed. Yeah, they were still funny. That the was theater. like the weird thing. All the jokes were still super funny in the context because there was extra context that made them funnier. Mm-hmm. That like, they were taking like some of these jokes out of context, but then you have it inside of the movie and it's still hilarious. Mm-hmm. And like, all the, like, the weird thing that I thought was really cool and like they did a really good job was like, all the characters are supposed to be like high school kids. Right. Throughout the whole thing, I still saw the like high school kids oh, yeah. in them. That's like, awesome. All their performances were just like spot on for the like high school characters they set up because those characters are yeah, barely Jack, in the Jack movie. Jack Black like stole yeah. the show. Oh yeah, Jack Black as the like <laughs> the girl was so funny. You think it would like get over the top, but like there's so many like because <laughs> they like have like attractive characters and like just the look that Jack Black has to have of like a 15 year old 16 year old girl looking at like this super attractive like male character it's just like man he's really pulling it off yeah. <laughs> there's so many just like looks that he has it's so great the, the only weaker aspe- uh, aspect of the film probably be Kevin Hart but that's because I, I won't blame Kevin Hart for that yeah that's like that's a weird a- part because like the character they set up for Kevin Hart to be isn't very funny mm. but Kevin Hart's funny so they're obviously you know point on his yeah. strengths and so he doesn't and like his his high school character never really acted like how he yeah. does because high story. school character is the jock character right yeah so it's like it's like and that's fine. He's still funny. Yeah, it's a fucking funny it's, it's jokes. A, you man. can like let that go because what Kevin Hart is doing is way funnier than what they would if they try to make him, you know, his high school character. But 
like action was super fun like everything was you know the way they, they the way they play around with the video game aspect of the world is pretty cute too. Mm-hmm. Where yeah, they have NPCs that have very like set yeah. amount of and things they, that yeah. they can say. And then to they you. start just repeating themselves. They're like, oh, they're just going <laughs> on a loop. And then you can just like they're walking away, hear the people in the background, <laughs> or they'll like ask them questions that they obviously don't have an answer for, and then they just start saying what they're going like, oh, god, god damn it. Like, there's, there's a part <laughs> where they realize like the rock's character is the main character of the story, and only he can like be the one to actually yeah. communicate with NPCs. <laughs> yeah. This like little girl like walks up to him in like the middle of the city and like oh you're you know what his name you're, is something. Uh, bravestone or something yeah like bravestone or something and like kevin hart's character like tries to talk to him and she just ignores him and resets her line of dialogue oh i'm the main character and like they have like this exchange <laughs> so they play around with a lot of that stuff that's super fun yeah and yeah it was just it was everything like fun that i wanted it to be and it was it was long I'd, I'd say uh by halfway through the film they kind of sort of drag like scenes out a little bit uh, not bad. Just it's just like it's just a little bit noticeable. Like because I remember before we got into the movie, I said this is a two hour long movie, and you know it's fine. But yeah, they definitely dragged on some scenes a little longer than they should have. When and that's it's still enjoyable. Yeah, doesn't hurt it. I think one thing you mentioned that would be interesting for us to talk about at some point is that the especially I feel this year in particular, movie trailers versus what they set up as expectations. Versus what the movie delivers totally would be a really interesting thing to talk about. Yeah, just because you mentioned that it delivered what the trailer said, yeah. and that's what Ragnarok did. And I know yeah. there's so many movies this year that didn't do that. Totally, that they had one trailer, and then you thought you thought what the movie was going to be, and the twist had yeah. mixed yeah. reactions. Yeah, yeah. Like I thought, Justice League was going to be a good fun film <laughs> based off the trailer. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, you know all the studio history. Everything was looking good for Justice League to be good. <laughs> Do you guys got any honorable mentions? Uh, yeah. Uh, I want to throw Power Rangers ah. into the hat because this movie had no right to be good as it was because it took – it's so – The pitch sounded so bad. It's like, it's like you know, it's, it's you know, regular Mighty Morphin Power Rangers story origin, but they just took it so seriously, and they focused a lot on the characters. Like, these are teenagers with issues. Like just just like what's Zoran said, I need uh, t- teenagers with attitude. Yeah, these kids have attitude, but for all the wrong reasons. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, you, you, you got a jock that like doesn't understand responsibility. Get went gone to a drunk driving incident. Drunk driving incident, which is crazy. Uh, a uh, a girl that's not a victim of bullying, but is a bully. You got uh, a girl who's being shamed for being a lesbian in her family. You got a kid that's autistic. And you just got a, a poor Asian kid, which is like, all right, I haven't seen a poor Asian kid in an American movie in a while. Uh, and then, and like the action isn't even the big part of the film. Like when it gets to there, it's yeah. great. But man, I was so invested in these characters that I almost forgot that this was an action film. Yeah, right. Even the action, I would say like, the last action scene is good. The ones where they're fighting the weird rock things is not great. No, it's not, like, it's the not action's great. not even that good. And like really the like whole like, you know, greater story about the like original power rangers and like um what's what's the evil chick's name oh rita repulsa rita repulsa i don't know this like bra- names shut off when we start recording <laughs> <laughs> rita repulsa is not that interesting no elizabeth banks was a weird choice for rita repulsa. and her and acting she tries, was super like... weird too like it was like it was like that those 
parts were so disjointed from like the super grounded story we were getting about these characters and them being Power Rangers. It was just kind of weird. Yeah, mm. and, and this is one of those stories where like they don't you don't you never really see them into their Power Ranger suits till the end of the film. But when they get there, it's completely earned. Yeah. And man, when I first saw it, I actually started tearing up because of like just like the road the way that they, they get, set up. Oh, yeah, to the this way list. they get their suits is like it's a really real scene. Like it's not even like the first kid who gets it is uh, the Blue Ranger. Yeah. And basically the is it the red and the black ranger are having an argument? Is it those uh, two? They're, well, they're all sort of fighting. They're all like fighting, and like they none of them have been able to like uh, get their suits yet. And it's like they're actually uh, the two guys are starting to like actually like fight each other, like and get angry at each other. And the guy who's a blue ranger like steps in between them to like stop them from fighting and like calm everyone down. And that's the first time he's able to bring his suit up. Is like the part where he becomes someone who like you know the greater good kind of hero like stop the fighting between them like that's the first time he gets it it's like how great yeah like not some weird like oh i've got to like punch this car and then my like suit comes up it's like he's settling the dispute between the like five of them yeah and like yeah just the whole family aspect and like like zordon brian canston as zordon which is like it's weird because he's not a good person like yeah, he's, he's like yeah. he's yeah, like Zordon he's, was kind of a dick. He's like he's super devious. Like his like his whole like goal in the film was like super fucked up because he was using these kids. But it's, everything ends up okay. But man, like it's like 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 it just I I just I just can't imagine like what was this movie rated PG thirteen? Like I like <laughs> like I would have almost called it an R for, from just the content that they uh, put in there, but. Yeah, just like when I get to it, it's just such a fun film. I've seen it probably three or four times nice. this year. Great film. I recommend anyone who loves the Power Rangers to watch PG-13. it. Yeah, yeah, great film. Yeah, one round. Yeah, a special one of my honorable mentions goes to, I just saw it recently, is Bright. Um, I, I wouldn't say Bright's a good movie, but it's it's worth... <laughs> it's, I love that that's like what everyone says. But like it's worth mentioning as like something that happened this year in filmmaking. Because the movie was made, you know. Well, but like <laughs> it was the first like full blockbuster style film that Netflix produced, wrote, and like that they went full production on. They didn't buy it, you know. They like they just made a product like full on theatrical release style film. Is it based on something? Nope, no. it's original content. It's original? Oh, okay. Which is like one thing I that I thought it was based on a comic or something. That's one reason I want to give it like a thumbs up. Is original content, yay! Yeah. Um, the world's awesome. The visual effects are great. Um, the writing is really so-so. Um, and, you know, like, the, the director was also the guy behind, um, oh, what was that? The, the cop film. End of Watch. End of Watch. Mm. And I think also Suicide Squad. And Suicide Squad, which is... Um, uh, <laughs> it may or may not help you on your no, view No, and <laughs> so, like, uh, the creative team behind it was an interesting choice for Netflix, but, like, the writer and him, and it's just, uh... However, you know, like, I thought... The visual effects are mostly all practical makeup. Like oh, Max Landis wrote it. All of the, oh, wow. it's it's a fun film. Like as a like a popcorn film, I think that it stumbles with some of its stuff. Like it, it's I you know have to mention it's very ham fisted with its racial allegories. Even <laughs> though it thinks it gets away with it, but it's just so ham fisted that you're just like. Did no one pull up red flags with these? Like, I didn't understand racism until I saw it towards an orc. That yeah. really set me off. <laughs> just you know, and like Will Smith, like five minutes into the movie, says, "You know, fairy lives don't matter," and it's just like, oh, 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, in the, that's in one of the trailers. Yeah. And it's just like, you know that there's like a few moments where you're just like, ooh, guys. However, that said, it's fun. Uh, Nomi Rapice, Rapierce, I can never pronounce her last name correctly. Um, she plays a um, she plays the main antagonist. She's a elf sorceress who's bent on hell's hell destruction and murder, and she's great. Great moments in the film with her, um, and also it's worth mentioning that it got eleven million views in three days, like. That's a lot of views, right? And that's like, that is quite the like. If we if it was a theatrical release, that's like that's a solid box office weekend, yeah. Right, like hundred million dollars probably at least. Yeah. So ten dollars being an average ticket price. Right. So it's I'm I'm really curious what this movie's gonna do for Netflix, and I'm also really curious if this both either confirms or like tells Netflix that there are mentality of like theater versus streaming. Mm-hmm. Like I'm really curious to see what the fallout is going to be in the next few months. That said, it's on Netflix. You can watch it. Don't walk into this movie expecting uh, a great. Yeah, it's not Lord of the Rings. But if you like fantasy, like there's some moments in this movie you're like, man, I want to know more about this world. Like I just wish that they had like dropped it as a cop film and gone somewhere else with this direction for this world because the world is so cool. I mean, nothing wrong with that. Anything from you, Rob? Um, I'll talk about one of the one of my other honorable mentions, which was Fate of the Furious. Oh my god! Oh no! This movie is <laughs> a series that just keeps on giving. Yeah, this series has gotten to such a weird, weird point. But like, it's still so like dumb fun. This is like literally the epitome of a popcorn film because you watch you have a whole scene where Jason Statham is rescuing a baby who. He's put headphones on while he's killing a bunch of people in a plane. There's a scene in this movie where Jason Statham is taking rescuing a baby off of a plane and having a whole like gunfight scene, and like he puts like music on, and that's the music we're listening to for the baby. Was it's just like it's so dumb. And there's like a moment where they're in all these vehicles racing across the ice while they're chasing being chased by a submarine that shoots a missile that the rock like stops on the ice turns it around and throws it at another car yeah. and it's like what's happening i i remember walking out of that film and thinking this is the batman versus superman film that we should have got because a lot of these characters especially the rock is superhuman cuz he's right. punching through like concrete walls and stuff like that well there's a whole prison break scene with jason statham and the rock that's the funniest like but most hilarious action scene of the whole movie. Yeah, but like, like, but it's like it's weird because like the movie is essentially about Vin Diesel's character going rogue against the family, and so the whole the rest of the team, The Rock, and all of them like they have to stop Vin Diesel because apparently Vin Diesel's Batman. He even gets a mask at a certain point. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and he, he like he like there's a part in the movie where. Each of them has a toe on his car. Each like on yeah. four, four of them. Four oh, yeah. of them have yeah, a toe on, on his each car. Corner. You probably see in the trailer. Really. Oh yeah, yeah. And he's just able to completely like defeat them. Yeah. <laughs> like in he this just, position, like, he just like ejects like his car doors and like does all these weird things. Where it's like, what? What? I don't understand. <laughs> You've got the smaller car in this situation. Physics are not on your side. Yeah, yeah just it's just dumb fun. It's super dumb fun, but man, like. I just see no fault in the film. <laughs> yeah, right. You're like, there's nothing there, but there's so much there. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. It distracts you the whole time from there being nothing there. Yeah, and it's just fun. Great mindless fun. Um, how about anyone got any more for their like their top list? 
Uh, I like to I like to throw it in the hat. Uh, it's funny, like I know, I know I know this film's like labeled as a horror film, but I just see it more as like a drama as much as like Stand by Me or The Sandlot, just because. Once, like, I remember, like, at a certain early, earlier in this film, I just realized this isn't scary, but man, these kids are so great to watch. These kids, like, they just what? Oh, you did? Oh, you haven't seen the film, no, did you? Yeah, I like, it just sounds funny. It's, but it's just like they just bring such a, like a realistic feel. Like, like if you've watched Stranger Things, like you know what I'm talking about, where these kids are just like talking about like just super realistic thing. They're cussing, they're swearing. There's nothing fun about their lives just like there's nothing fun about reality and yeah and just so happens there's a monster out there that's like murdering children <laughs> left and right but and that, that, it's it's really fun because it's like it's like what it's like really big summer trip fun for these kids because it just seems like even at the end of the film you just feel like they forget what they did they fought a monster but what like what they really did was they they found each other they became friends and that's what they're gonna remember and like it just made me think of all the times in my Boy Scout years when I was at summer camp, hang out with the the guys just like enjoying the outdoors just hang out without you know any carefree uh, attachments to any adults like telling you what to do, and I that's why I enjoyed it, like I didn't I didn't love, love it for the the scares the chills I loved it for the kids and their. Uh, relationships to each other. And you just will never forget little Timmy that went missing in the woods that one time. <laughs> yeah, did you get chased by a clown? In the right there, it's great. I love that film. It's... <laughs> I have no interest in that, me being the biggest wimp when it comes to horror movies. It's oh, just yeah. like astounding. It's not that scary. I know. Well, it is, well the, yeah, the, the, like, no, will be. The, the scary parts are pretty scary, but yeah, like, it's not that bad. Um, so going on to my list, uh, I'm going to throw in Lady Bird. Um, I really like this movie. Um, this movie has the right mix of being like hopeful and relatable and fun, but also just like there was times that was like almost too real for me. Yeah. And there was some things that hit me really hard watching that movie both times that I went and saw it just where I was just like, oh, man, that's too real. Yeah. And I thought that like – but it is able to make it up by having amazing characters, an excellent cast, great dialogue, and just like it just sells itself so well as a coming of age story. And you know, it follows one year in this girl's life, right? And it never felt like it was wandering, even though the film is a wandering film. Like, yeah. it, it, there's no real, like, I wouldn't call there a plot, right? There's no, like, Nine. she has to do this to do this, this, and then this will happen. You know, the the basic very small plot element is in it is either what relationships are she is she in at the moment and also trying to get into college. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like the overarching arcing thing. But the rest is just like scenes about people being people together. Yeah. And the performances are just stellar in this movie. <laughs> I mean, just like I think all of us having done theater, there was a lot of like oh, super relatable oh, stuff. Yeah. yeah. The, the theater kids too. of that movie yeah. was like way yeah, relatable. It was too perfect. It was pretty funny. Um, I mean, just like the opening number of that film, just having Lady Bird and her mom in the car <laughs> listening to Grapes of Wrath, crying together, immediately getting into an argument, and yeah. then spoiler. Ladybird literally throws herself out of the car in reaction to her mother. And it's just that sets up the film. Yeah. Like you get what this movie is about. You yeah. get the relationship between these two characters and how volatile, but how passionate it is. And 
you know, it was, I think it like, as someone who loves how people direct, this is such a good movie. If you just watch scene by scene to be like, wow, there's not a lot of shots in this movie. No. Right. The director just knows how she wants every scene to go. Mm -hmm. And like, it's great. That's really good. Um, I think that if you are someone who's like afraid of like intense movies or really dramatic films, don't worry about it. This movie, if you, if it really balances itself out well, like it's the best way I could describe it is, is like a perfectly blended soup. Like <laughs> all the spices are just right and it tastes great and it just punches and gets a little, little flavor yeah. of spice and the salt here and there. And it's, it's good. Like it's really good. Yeah, I remember walking out of that theater and thinking, man, if like remember that film Napoleon Dynamite? Remember like do you remember it actually like being like a good serious film? Neither do I. But this is definitely what that movie would have been. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think thinking back on this movie, I remember when we saw it, I I I liked the movie a lot, but I was frustrated that it didn't give me like answers to certain things. And I remember you saying, Well, that's not the point. And I was like, and I realized why it bothered me is because there was a lot of things in the film that like I deal with yeah. that I want the answer mm, for. Yes. Uh, and for me, it was like I was realizing afterwards, like that's why I was mad that there yeah. were no answers because I want someone to tell me what the answer is. So like, <laughs> you know, the like, things that you like go through are because there's so many just relatable things that she goes through. It's like, yeah, I want to know. I want to know what the answer is, you yeah. know, and I think that was like a frustration that I had. Right. That wasn't the movie's fault at all. It was like uh, me projecting that sure. my own thing. Like. It was just interesting. I thought about that after the fact. Ooh, we Rob looks like we're running out of time. <laughs> <laughs> looks like we'll find those answers next week. <laughs> next week. Yeah. No, and I, I, that, like me watching the film, there was a lot of moments in the film that, like, I was, it was super relatable. And it was also, I think I, I responded slightly different from you, which was, it was nice to see a film say that you don't have to have a film and, like, answer to these things, totally right? Okay. Like, yeah. these things are natural. Yeah. And so, yeah, and I don't think the film needed that, but I like as like right. a person no, wanted sure. that, and that You're was I think where like, like oh, no, yeah, exactly, like yeah, help me out, like yeah. I, you know, I'm seeing this person, <laughs> I'm seeing this person succeed, and I want to know, you know, yeah, like the exact answer. <laughs> that's that's real. Yeah, <laughs> movies are real, man. Um, uh, I'll talk about one of my next movies, which was Kingsman: The Golden Circle. I really wish I saw this film. I was so stoked about this movie because, like, I was excited because the first Kingsman movie was awesome. Yeah. Like, it kind of came out of nowhere, like, as far as, like, being good. Everyone knew that that was why Matthew Vaughn didn't do um, X-Men. X-Men. Yeah. Right. He had, you know, he'd been taking on this project. And so, like, seeing the first one was great. And this one was just, like, just more of the, like, more great stuff. And, like, everyone, uh, like, you know. Spoiler for the first movie. Um, God, what's his name? Colin Firth. Colin Firth's character dies, but they like bring him back. Uh -huh. And it's in a way where I'm like, all right, cool. I believe you. And like, and it's great. So like you have that set up because he comes back like about halfway through the movie mm. and he's in it for like the rest of it. And it's like, this is great. Like them setting up because uh, they have the Kings in the first one. Then they have the Statesman when they go to the U.S. And like all those guys are awesome. <laughs> like the statesmen are great because now I've forgotten everyone's name. Yeah, um, Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum got, is one uh, of the guys. Which the 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 biggest criticism I have for this, Channing Tatum's character is great, but they like immediately incapacitate him to where he's mm -hmm. barely in the rest of the movie. That's a shame. And he's he was so good as his character. And they all have names based on scotch and like whiskey. They're all uh, like whiskey, cool. like scotch. They have yeah. different things. Uh, tequila. Um, Amazing. And you have. 
Bridger, Bridger, Bridger. What's his name? Jeff Bridges. Yeah, Jeff Bridges. He <laughs> just <laughs> needs to stop doing this weird accent he's doing. I just he's think still that's, doing the I just same think accent. That's just Jeff Bridges now. Like he's that's still he doing is. the same. <laughs> thing. Yeah. Why is he doing this? Oh, the Like, um, and then you have Oberon, who's in this movie. Yeah, Oberon from Game of Thrones. Yeah. Like all of them are great. Um, you have a. Uh, Elton John is in this movie oh, a bunch. Really? They kidnap yeah. Elton John, and there's a there's they That's have a great. fight scene where Elton John it's to Elton one of his songs, and he's having a fight scene, and he's That's fighting great. a bunch of like thugs, and it's like, this is incredible. <laughs> like just watching the movie, like, and it's brutal. The whole movie is brutal. I mean, the first oh, one was yeah. too. <laughs> and it's just like continuing on, like, um, God, what's her name? You're like, Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore. <laughs> is I know more about her. Her, her villain. Her. her villain is awesome. Like, super well, like done. She's like trapped in this weird, like nineteen, uh, like seventies, uh, like vibe. Yeah. And it's just, it's super fun. Like, really, just well done. The only thing I'd say that's weird is they like totally almost get rid of uh, his like love interest character from the mm. first one yeah she's oh. like kind of part of it but not really mm. um and then hit like they they kind of immediately get rid of all of like the kingsman because they get right. blown up basically so it's just him and then his uh right merlin, uh, merlin. yeah, yeah. Mark strong. <laughs> every every i know mark strong i remember that name i remember his character's <laughs> name but yeah it's just super fun action like they just pull everything that was great about um the first one and really just like continue on the story to where I'm just like, I want to know more about it. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. Oh, I, I don't have any more honorable mentions of the, we're not doing honorable mentions. Oh, all right. Well, I got some dishonorable mentions. You don't have any more top ones. <laughs> no, that's all. No, that's all my tops. I thought we we're doing top, uh, five tops. Yeah. How many did you do? I did you five. Do? You had war. I had war split, it, split. power Rangers. It, uh, Logan. Oh, yeah. That's right. All right. Uh, do, you, do you guys have any more? I've got one more. I've got one more. Oh, hell yeah. Go for it, guys. <laughs> um, okay. So for me, Blade Runner 2049. Like, sure. Man, I <laughs> sure. loved this movie. Uh, we Neither me or John were surprised that this was no, on your list. No, I'm, I'm surprised that you wouldn't be. You know, like, come <laughs> on. Um, I loved this movie. And, you know, again, amazing visuals. Yeah, like, incredible. God, such good visuals. Amazing soundtrack. Music's, like, yeah. Music's so Music good. Music slash sound effects. Like, you can't even put oh, those as, like, oh, yeah. you know, different categories it's of just these a, movies. It's just a, it's a sound sphere yeah. of that film. And just, I, you know, I've, granted, I'm so biased. I loved the first one, and it hits all of my, like, thematic sci-fi tones that I want in a sci-fi movie. And it, you know, tickled me by, like, I was so worried walking in being like, if you just turn this into an action film, I'm going to be so angry. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say it's definitely, like, of the movies that have been getting, like, remakes, like, it stayed so true to what its original yeah. source, like, mm-hmm. style of movie was. Yeah, and, you know, even in a lot of ways, maybe even was better than the original, just, like, as, like, a structured film. Yes. Like, Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I feel like the only thing I'd give the first one is I feel like more happened. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that's totally. what I like about it. It's definitely felt there's way long. more subplots in this in the first one that yeah. are like, like in this one you... I feel like kept it going a little bit more. Whereas this one was like, I'm enjoying sitting here and watching all these things happen, but got places the time, to the be. The time's <laughs> ticking, got places to be. See, like this is a kind of film where like, man, I just love how meditative this movie is. Yeah. So. It's great. Um, if you like sci-fi films or just love visual movies, you gotta see it. Um, it is a long movie, so take bathroom breaks. Maybe rent it on your big 
whatever 4k tv if you can because you need all the pixels for this yeah, movie really yeah. like it's gorgeous and if you know deacons doesn't get a fucking cinematography oscar for this movie right. like there is no justice in the world i was glad too with how much harrison ford was in the movie yeah me too. i was worried it was going to become his movie the harrison ford movie yeah. and, it, and it definitely didn't like he's yeah. almost barely in it yeah. like and that was a pleasant surprise. And Little Goose is so good. Oh, yeah, man. Ryan Gosling just kills it in this movie. <laughs> yeah, he's great. Um, yeah, it's great. Like, I still, like, ever so often I'll bring it up with a few of my friends who are really into the movie and we'll be like, this part, this part. Or, like, talk about, like, you know, the weird, like, same things they did in the first movie where it was just, like, there was motifs that showed up in the film and we're, like... D- dissecting what those motifs are as a thing and i love it that's the type of stuff i love in film critique so nerd yeah <laughs> nerd uh my movie my last movie on my list which is for me by far my movie of the year um is your name mm-hmm. i've talked about it before but like this is like i'm a sucker for like romantic like stories mm-hmm. and this one is like god just my heart was so both empty and full at so many different times <laughs> in this movie. Like it just plays with your emotions so much and it does it in such a good way. And what's, what's nice is like the expectation for how it's going to end. You didn't really know. You're like, cause most times you're like, Oh, it's going to end. They're going to be together. But this director is notorious for writing stories where super long, like romantic stories that the characters just don't end up with each other. So you're watching it be like, no, you can't do this to me. And like, not today. Yeah, not, not today. today. <laughs> <laughs> and it just like, the animation is incredible. The music is great. Um, it just creates like this really real world. And it's, it's a fun body swapping movie too, because like they start to set up rules for each other. Like they do what you would think you would do if you were in that scenario versus like, all the weird Freaky Fridays, like, they're always together. These people are separate from each other by, mm-hmm. like, hundreds of miles kind of thing. So, like, the fact that they're like, okay, we, like, start journaling when we are on our day so we know when we wake up the next day if we're ourselves, we know what happened kind of thing. And, like, it's fun seeing them, you know, really be the people they want to be in each other, in each other's lives, and really both make them better um, and then also help each other at the same process. And it's just, like, a really cute story um i just really love this movie i watch it all the time yeah. and just get like listless and <laughs> yeah like other than the plot like <coughs> what really stood out for me was the animation and the just oh, the whole yeah. visuals because like in my mind if i was going to compare this to another film i'd compare it to spirit away where you know Miyazaki he does a really good job at making fantasy seem so real like just the visuals of like everything around you like it's so pretty but uh, I don't know the director, the this guy. Makoto Shinkai. Yeah, uh, he and he just makes reality just yeah. so beautiful. Like mm-hmm. he makes Tokyo just look like just incredible sprawling like city, like literally little cityscape. Uh, that just has like this gloss over it that just makes it so pretty that you just want to reach in there, grab it, and just live in there. And it, then when you go to like the shrines, and, yeah, like, well, and it's the, so crazy accurate too. Because have you seen those photos where it's like people take. Uh, photos that were taken during World War II and then, like, line them up with, like, present day. Mm-hmm. People did that with this movie uh, from, like, the animations to, like, real-life Tokyo and, like, the cities around. And it's, like, the same thing. Like, it's, like, perfect. So, like, the representation of Japan as, like, a whole in this movie is incredible. So, like, it really just lends to 
you just really like accepting the world, even though it's like an animated movie. Right. Um, and I think that's what's really cool about this movie. And it's just awesome. Like the, the music was a cool story too, because it was by a J-pop band and they wrote four main songs and there's four members of the band and they each separately wrote songs for the, Oh, the cool. parts they were supposed to. So. so like they like they so you have like this really unique feel with a lot of the music throughout it too and that's what's cool about it because they all did them separately and then came together and like made the music which I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really uh set really a bunch of records in like Japan stuff too as far as it was breaking a lot of Spirited Away's records for like box office and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Which is just surprising because this movie is good, but like you just knew, I just never would have thought it would be like, yeah, you would never think, yeah, it's yeah, it's one of those, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, definitely like box office wise, but yeah, the reaction has been nuts. And like the uh, it's funny looking at it because when you look at domestic, they're talking about Japan, so it's only like five million, oh, sure, but right. then when you look at the uh, the international, international it's huge, and yeah. so it's just like a funny, like, oh, we have to think about this backwards because it is a domestic film from there and it's imported <laughs> to us. Um, but yeah, that movie was awesome. I'd recommend everyone go see it. Or I guess you have to, it's on Blu-ray now nice. for like $30. <laughs> Still go see it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. John, do you want to talk about your dishonorable mentions? To uh, bring everyone down? I, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to run them down really quickly. Uh, I got, it's an open. Uh, I got Justice League, Womp Womp. Uh, Baby oh, Driver, God. a little Womp. Uh, yeah. I got Batman Lego Movie, Womp Womp. Uh, God, okay, so let's talk about <laughs> Batman Lego Movie for a second. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> because this is <laughs> the first 30 minutes of that movie are super incredible. Yeah, great. And this is a little bit of me and John projecting what we wanted this movie to be on it for it to be a dishonorable mention kind of thing. If everyone doesn't know me and John, you, and if you do know us, we have talked about one thing to probably every person we've ever met, which is Holy Musical Batman. <laughs> which is an incredible, uh, it's so good. Full length musical on YouTube. Look up Holy Musical Batman if you haven't. Go watch it. It's incredible. Yeah. It's me and John's favorite piece of media, probably, that has ever existed. It's like the truest thing that Batman ever made. <laughs> it's so yeah. good. It's so good. It's I, the, I it, still go and watch it. It's the Batman piece of we deserved. So we really projected a lot of that oh. on this movie and the ex- expectations of basically the thing that we like the most in media ever. Yeah. And it just wasn't that. And it's like, we can't super fault it for you, but it had such a good start. Yeah. The I first mean, 30 minutes are so funny. I mean, you can kind of fault it for it because it's basically the same plot. No, it is completely It's the like, same it plot. is Holy Musical Batman. It's just, it's not. Yeah. It's just not as good. But it's just not. But they forgot they're part of the Lego franchise, so can't stick with yeah. just being yeah. a Batman story. So... Yeah, it's it was definitely very disappointing for both of us. Both of us walked out like, "Damn it!" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what else did you have? Uh, I got a little womp for uh, Last Jedi. We already talked yeah. about that, and I also got a little womp womp for uh, Spider Man Homecoming. Mm. Yeah, just wasn't, yeah, just wasn't completely there for me. Super disappointing. I wouldn't say super <laughs> disappointing. I I, I would say it was like it, just because it, it could have really been like. You know, it's you, you like hoped that it would be kind of like a resurgence for like the Sony stuff. Yeah, and right. it was just like ah, it just felt like a big miss because it was like such an exciting thing. Yeah, because it was the first non-Disney Marvel movie that was a part of the universe. Yeah, and it was like ah, and it was like oh, it didn't do that great. Yeah, like they're still gonna continue on with him, and I think it did well enough, mm-hmm. but it just didn't hit. In the way that I would have wanted it, in the same, because in like the same vein of where we got Logan, which was a you know a great non you know 
Disney Marvel mo- or you know movie with X Men that was awesome. Mm-hmm. After he had such a terrible movie with uh, Apocalypse, yeah, for X Men, like then Spider Man was like, oh, all right, yeah. it's fine, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, better than it definitely wasn't the strongest Marvel film of the year, that's for sure. Better than Justice League. Yeah, no, not hard. Speaking Wonder Woman, of, special yeah. mention to Wonder Woman for sure. Like you know that movie, it. It deserves more than the brand it is part of, like it, yes, yes, totally yeah. completely. <laughs> like, yes, yeah. Everything that made everything that like I really like that movie, but there's a lot about that movie that could have been better, and a lot of things that could have been better was basically because it was because tied to it him. was tied to everything else, right? Like, and you know, my biggest critique of that movie was it flip flopping on its thematic core. Like, I really wish that it had, because you know, the thematic core of that, like humans are morally gray right like they're not good they're not evil there's no superpower that's controlling humanity and yet treating world war one germans like they were nazis is like a really weird like especially at the end where it's like they're like oh yeah they're no they're just bad guys and it's just like uh we need more complicated when we're talking about germany and world war one yeah and so like i just thought i thought it was weird that they had this moral theme and then they just washed it away with being like no there's just bad guys and i was just like no wait hold on you just set this up for us like you could have knocked this out of the park yeah Yeah, and then they even at the end it is even more punctuated by the fact that once Ares is defeated then they become good guys like they, they don't kill him it's like no, that's not what we were going after. Yeah, like, it, it, wasn't, just, it wasn't supposed to be that he it's was third, It's third act fell apart on itself, but I thought that like it had all of the makings of what they could have done with the DC films. Yeah. And Gal Gadot really like cemented herself as oh, like yeah. Oh, yeah. totally selling Wonder Woman. Because like she just wasn't really given enough both screen time and really good screen time in Batman v Superman to like be like, oh, I guess. Right. But like this, it was like, yes. You are Diana Prince. You are Wonder Woman. Totally. Like I, I, I'd want to see her next to Christopher Reeve's Superman in their own Justice League film. Yeah, especially with all the like homages to that yeah. uh, original Superman film too. For sure. And my last special mention, which is the film that I imagine would have made it to my top five list if I had gotten to see it before this podcast, is Shape of Water. Oh yeah. Like I am so stoked to Hell, see this Hellboy movie. One Point Five. Hellboy Point Five, maybe. I don't know. I am so stoked for this movie, yeah. and I've only heard good things from people who I trust in their opinions of this movie. And so, you know, Del Toro usually like sometimes he does. If doesn't, nothing else, it's gonna look incredible. If nothing else, <laughs> that's it's gonna be bare minimum. Be beautiful. Yeah. And so if this like if this is half as good as Pan's Labyrinth, I'll be like, yeah, yeah. No, no, it if it's, yeah, even if it's half as good as that movie, <laughs> it's gonna be one of the best films of this year. Yeah. <laughs> I need to see that movie. Pan's, Pan's Labyrinth. Labyrinth. Oh, oh man, it's gonna be rough for you, buddy. I know. Yeah, it's super heavy. <laughs> it's, so, <laughs> it's so heavy. <laughs> watch it midday. Watch it midday. It doesn't matter what time I watch stuff. They all hit me the same. <laughs> we'll just we'll just like blindfold you during certain moments in that movie. That's yeah, pretty rough, but that's so good. It's so good. Cool. Any last mentions for you? Uh, the Big Sick was another one mm-hmm. I saw, mm-hmm. uh, which was kind of like a biopic by Camille Nanjiani and his wife Emily V. Gordon about how they met and stuff. Really, really solid. Really fun. Like it's just a fun little like you know rom com, um, but it, it hits a lot of like real moments too with um, Ray Romano. Mm. and uh i don't remember who his wife is supposed to is the actress 
but there's like a lot of fun moments with uh, Kumail Miramano and then the mother character that are just like you know going through even myself having like been in hospitals for you know various reasons for family members throughout the years like there was a lot of like just great like scenes and how you deal with like the stress of the stuff as it's happening yeah. and it was just fun it was a fun movie like and everyone did a great job it was cool to see because i'm i'm a huge fan of camille nanjiani i think his stand-up is hilarious like mm-hmm. when he's in uh, comedy shows especially like silicon valley and stuff like that um seeing him do like a more um dramatic role i was really impressed and obviously it's it was interesting hearing him talk about uh, the role in a lot of interviews. He had to kind of like treat it like a different person because he was having a hard time playing himself. Huh. Yeah. So he had to kind of like separate himself from it um, and take it and like kind of remember what it was like to take it without having experienced it. Right. So it was just like a really interesting huh. kind of like way to think about it. He had to separate himself from it and <laughs> be an actor acting as someone in those scenarios, not remember that it was him kind of thing. Right. I thought it was cool. That was a fun movie. Yeah. Um, it's on Amazon Prime. Yep, uh, Amazon Prime you, for free right now. It. I've been, I'm, it's on my watch list. Yeah, you'll never watch it. But I probably won't. <laughs> <laughs> Just watch random shows. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even know what you watch. I watch random episodes of shows I've ever seen. <laughs> right. Yeah, like what? <laughs> I'm just gonna watch. Uh, don't hug me. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. <laughs> and what? I mean, talk about a very fascinating year for films yeah everything that should have hit didn't quite hit and there was some kind of gems i would say in there a lot of sleeper hits and yeah a lot of dead 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 in the water (laughs) yeah uh, yeah Yeah, i don't think it i think this will be an interesting year when we look back on it is because all the big movies still you know uh financially did really well but i think critically there was a lot of backlash to movies that should have been home runs yeah And it'll be interesting to see how that affects, you know, two, three years from now. Because it's always tough to look at these things because, like, like, oh, next year it's all going to be different. It's like, yeah, but, I mean, there's a lot of movies that have been done for years at this point that still haven't come out, that will come out, that are still byproducts of, you know, when they were made. So, you know, three, four years down the line we'll see an interesting, I think, thread throughout, especially the blockbuster movies. Yeah. Yeah. And fan backlash was a big thing this year. (laughs) The whole Rotten Tomatoes stuff. Yeah. Yeah. One just the like people petitioning for Star Wars last Jedi to be taken out of canon. <laughs> well, you got that. You got petitioned for Zack Snyder's. Oh like, yeah, his director's, not, cut. director's like, cut. Unreal, yeah. like doesn't exist cut of Justice League. Yeah, yeah like all the yeah, all the petition stuff. It's funny. Well, yeah, and I think that you know coming to, we're coming into 2018, and next year is gonna be nuts. Kind of Infinity War. Got so many films next year. <laughs> Infinity War. Infinity War is going to be crazy. Jurassic World. That's going to be terrible. Han Solo, Black Panther, Wrinkle in Time, Alita. Did you find out if that poster was real? Supposedly it wasn't. Okay. Supposedly that's what Disney was going He He sent me a, like a mock-up of what, he, what people thought was a mock-up for the Han Solo film for a poster. With the young Han Solo standing there. Yeah. 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 And Lando. It was funny because you said like meh about – I said meh. What did you say in response about the the poster? I thought it was look. It looked a uh, fake or fan made. Yeah, I just feel like I don't really like Star Wars posters. I don't like them either. They don't wow. Me. I hated that the last Jedi one was just the. Uh, it was Ray holding the blue lightsaber. Yeah, and, and it like, was red at the top with Luke above it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the homage out, like, to oh, what was it's it, New old... Hope. It's, it's just, Isn't it was that a... the poster it was mimicking though, or was it the second? It was the Empire that it was mimicking. 
Um, whichever one it was like mimicking. Really mimicking. I think just there's the one that's the, the exact style. same oh, thing. Really? Though. Yeah, it's literally like almost the exact same but thing. But it's like, yeah, I guess this didn't want me. I've never been. Yeah, I don't really like their. They because they do the weird like oh there's so many people you know they put all the heads on the poster and that's always kind of like their style. Like, well, that's the Marvel style now. <laughs> it's like the Spider-Man Homecoming trailer. Like, kind of. I mean, that's all Disney. Now. Like that was like Star Wars back in the day though. They still no. all did that. Mm. And I just I don't really like that poster style that much. Oh yeah, I mean it's, it's, it's so bad. <sighs> yeah, but I'm excited. I'm excited for the next year. We're gonna have a lot of things to say next year. Yeah, I think there's a lot of unique things coming out. I think there's I, what's cool about next year is it looks like, with the exception of like a couple like you know sequels, it looks like there's a lot of movies that are coming out that are trying to do something new. Yeah, like especially like Wrinkle in Time, like that seems like a crazy Disney movie to have mm-hmm. coming out. Um, so I'm excited. Yeah, it's gonna be real interesting. We're gonna end a lot of like kind of like top tier movies that have been, you know, we're gonna finally see a conclusion or a part of a conclusion to Marvel. <laughs> Right before it moves the beginning on. of the the end, quote unquote. Right, um, you know, we're just it's gonna be it's gonna be a weird year. Is the best way I can describe this next year. <laughs> I just feel like the that muse, the not the muse, that that fuck what, that fate from uh, Hercules. Indoor plumbing. It's gonna, it's gonna be, be big. big. <laughs> 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 yeah, one of the fates. Indoor plumbing. It's gonna be big. It's gonna be big. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah. That's thanks all. for uh, thanks for listening, folks. Yeah, it's been a fun year-ish. Well, not with these guys. <laughs> <laughs>